everybody, you made it. You made it here to another Wednesday together to an oasis in this desert land that we are living in. You have fought every obstacle to be here right now. You have fought every obstacle that you are facing and you are still standing here. You are, and I am believing that God is going to encourage you right here tonight. You may be tested, you may be tempted, you may feel weary in battle, but I want you to know that's all right because you are going to make it. Why don't you just say that out loud right now? Why don't you say, I'm going to make it? Why don't you say that together? If there's somebody there with you, look to the person beside you and say, hey, you're gonna make it too. Here's what I want us to do tonight. I want us to put in action what we heard Pastor Kill Thompson share with us this past Sunday. What a powerful message about the power of God's word and speaking his goodness over our lives. And if you haven't had a chance to view that message yet, I encourage you to go back, listen to it, and then go live it out. Let's each one of us go live out that message of faith in our lives. I have a powerful word of scripture I want to declare over us tonight so that no matter what we're facing, no matter what comes against us, we can withstand whatever comes our way. And I'd like to read to us from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Now, I need to stop here for just a moment. Do you understand that? The treasure is in earthen vessels, jars of clay, things that can be broken, things that are fragile, things that are, are not always strong and sturdy. Uh, but why it says that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Listen, if there's any good thing that we do, it's not from us, it's from God, it's from his power working in and through us. And so, so we know that foundation is that the power that we walk in, it's from God. It comes directly from him. And then it, and then it takes us into a, a passage that we're probably all pretty familiar with right now. It says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, one of the most amazing things I think about preaching, one of the things that I love the most, um, when you share a message, uh, someone comes up after sometimes and says, hey, have you been spying on me? <laughs> they say, because, because you just preached my exact life situation. It's like you know exactly where I am and the words that you spoke. That, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And, you know, maybe, maybe some of you even have wondered the same thing, like, did the preacher have surveillance on me or something? Um, and I can assure you that's probably not what happened because, see, the Holy Spirit works in such a way that God will drop something into the spirit of the speaker, and then that minister um, will allow God to move through them God knows how to tailor that message in such a way that it ministers to you in your specific situation. And it can minister to everyone in their own specific situation. That's the power of the Holy Spirit at work uh, through the preaching of God's Word. And I would say with that passage that I just read, um, it really does not require the gift of prophecy or a word of knowledge to know that 98% 
of everybody listening to this message right now will feel like this passage directly applies to their life situation right now. Am I right? <laughs> we are we are hard pressed on every turn. We are struggling sometimes just to keep our head above water, right? That's the situation that we may all feel to find ourselves in confused, overburdened, stressed to capacity. And folks, it's just the beginning of July, of July. <laughs> Listen, folks, we've got to have a plan. If we want to make it through the rest of 2020, we've got to have a plan, right? And if you know me well, you probably know that I am by nature a planner. I like to think through scenarios and then form a strategy for getting through those scenarios, uh, getting through that situation. And, you know, for tonight, I thought, what better thing can we discuss than a plan, <laughs> a plan for facing the struggles that come our way, facing what the rest of 2020 might even look like. Here we are at the, at the beginning of the second half of this year. We need a plan to keep moving forward no matter what comes our way. And so tonight, I'd like to give you some hope. I'd like to give each one of us some hope for getting through pressing times. It's kind of like a playbook, right? Um, for when the enemy is throwing the best he has at you. These are simple things. Absolutely, they're simple things. But just because they're simple doesn't necessarily mean that they are easy to live out, right? If anybody knows, if anybody knows anything about the Word of God, we don't struggle because, most times because we don't understand God's Word. We struggle because it's difficult to live day in and day out when we don't die to our flesh. And the church said, amen, right? Am I speaking the truth here? Uh, so tonight, my goal is to, to give us all a survival guide, okay? A survival guide for when you are under attack, for when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel the pressures of this life are closing in on you. And so the first tool I'd like to share is extremely poor, important for each one of us. Number one, we must live a submitted life. We must live a submitted life. And so I'd like for you to say this out loud with me. Authority is real. Say that with me. Authority is real. Each one of us submits to various kinds of authority on a daily basis. Even those of you who think, I'm my own person, I do my own thing, we still all submit to some various forms of authority in our own lives. And God gave human beings free will. The beautiful thing is we get to choose, right? Sometimes it's not so beautiful because we don't make the best choices. Uh, but he gave each one of us free will. And with that, he permits us a great deal of latitude in choosing the path we will follow. I mean, it's kind of like, hey, here I am. Here's, I've got this, I've got this for you. It's what's best for you. But if you go this way, you have the choice to do that. But I want you to know this is the best way. That's, that's really what following God's plan, following God's will is all about. It's about aligning with proper authority. Because we can align with various forms of authority in our lives and go the wrong way. Go our own way. Go the wrong path. Follow the wrong authority. But God calls us to submit to godly authority. To live a submitted life. And so... 
really, um, we, we know that God is the ultimate authority and he holds people accountable for their thoughts, for their words, for their decisions, for their actions. But the main problem that we have in life is when we submit to the wrong types of authority. First and foremost, we are called to submit to God and to his word. And as we all already know, the problems come when we go our own way. The problems come when we deviate from scripture. It's, it's really pretty simple. When we feed the flesh, the flesh will rise up. Uh, but scripture commands us to resist the devil and he will flee. And if you've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can resist the devil. You absolutely can resist the devil. So um, I, I'm calling us to live a submitted life. How do we do that? How are we able to do that? Number one, we submit to God and to his word. That's the foundation upon everything else we do as Christians. That's got to be our foundation. And of course, that requires having a relationship with him, being close to the heart of God, knowing what he expects of us, and then doing it. It's listening and obeying, just like we heard Sunday. It's listening and obeying. And that also requires us to get in the Word. It's hard to obey something that you've never read. Now, I will tell you that ignorance is no, um, ignorance definitely is no excuse, particularly in our generation when the Bible is so freely accessible more than any other time. Ignorance of the Word it's not an excuse, but we have God's word and it's right there in plain scripture. We need to read it. We need to study it. His words are life to us. And then we need to live that out. You know, we need to worship with our church family every opportunity we have. Right now, we're not able to gather together here in this building but I'm so grateful for the technology that we have that binds us together as a church family that allows us to join together right now here. We can gather together in our own homes in the same spirit of God that I feel right now. You can feel where you are and someone else from the sanctuary church that lives 50 miles away from you can feel it the same way. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. And so I encourage you right now, this is the time to worship, to gather together, to stay close to God's word to, in, in your own Bible study, but here as a church family as well. And then beyond that, study on your own so that you fall in love with God through his word. The Bible says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Right now we have so many voices, so many voices in our heads, so many voices competing for attention. So many voices trying to sit on the throne, the authority of our own lives. And I'm telling you, you need to pour the word in. You need to pour the goodness of God in so that that will be exalted. That will rule and reign in your life. The other way that we can live a submitted life is to submit to godly leadership. That's the other way that we can do this. Why? Um, because when we submit to godly leadership, God honors that. True submission is a humble attitude of the heart. A submitted person recognizes that God has established leaders who have helpful insights and godly wisdom to share with us. They shepherd our souls. It's knowing that God has placed these people in our lives to care for our souls, to be awakened in the middle of the night and to call on your name, to lift you up before his throne, to cheer you on in your successes and in your victories, 
and to be courageous enough to redirect you when you need to hear that. And I just wanna, I wanna encourage people right now. I know it's so hard because we can feel scattered. Jesus even talks about that. Um, that uh, a time of the sheep being scattered. We can truly feel that way right now if we are not intentional. But I want you to know this absolutely is not the time to be a lone ranger. This is not the time to be a lone ranger, to think that you've got this thing figured out, that you don't need a pastor, that you don't need a church family, that you don't need a, a community to plant your roots deep down, that you can watch this or do that, or you know you can kind of just have your own sort of uh, spiritual smorgasbord <laughs> and pick and choose that is this is not the time this is not the time you need the spiritual covering you need the spiritual covering of a church body right now you know believers now more than ever need to be connected to God and to other Christians including their leaders to reach their full potential to be safe to be saved in all of this crazy world that we are living in now here is a test that will be true for most of us. When life gets frustrating, when we get tired, when we get worn down, our guard also gets worn down and it's much easier to walk in the flesh. Am I speaking the truth? Am I speaking the truth right there? To think thoughts like, why should it matter? Why, why is this important and why, I mean, why does it matter if I, if I get online and watch this service or, you know, I, why, does, why does any of this matter? Why does it matter what they think? I can have a relationship with God on my own. You know, if I were in charge, I would never do X, Y, Z. Or if I were in charge, I would always do X, Y, Z. Uh, listen, the true test of submission is not your response when life is all peaches and cream and high five um, this and everything is wonderful and you are fabulous and the world is your oyster. That is not, my friends, the true test of submission. But the true test is how we respond when we're when we're stretched, when we're called to grow, when we are called to change, to love others through our struggles and our differences. You see, we can guard against the destruction of the flesh by living a submitted life. I'm telling you what, submission, the, the Bible tells us to obey is better than sacrifice. Submission is always our number one key against the flesh. And you, you can just try that. You can test that. You can try that in your own life. And I promise you, submission is, is always going to be key in battling our flesh and keeping our spirits connected to the source. Uh, that source is Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful for that? Now, I want you to know also that um, we, we, we've got to have a, a wide variety of tools, right? We've got to have a wide variety of weapons in our arsenal. So number one, we said live a submitted life. Um, we need the best tools and we need the best weapons in our arsenal. And another one of those, uh, the second one I'm going to tell you about tonight is cultivating a spirit of gratitude, cultivating a spirit of gratitude. Now here is something I have decided. I decided this, I absolutely am not waiting until his vision in my life is fulfilled to be grateful. I'm not waiting until I step, in, until I step through those gates and take 
uh, steps on those streets of gold and here, well done, good and faithful servant. Is, is anybody else striving for that? We're all striving for that, but I'm not waiting for that moment to feel grateful. I'm not waiting for that moment to, to, to just so that I can have relief. No, I am going to be committed to a life of gratitude no matter what comes my way. I refuse to allow the situations and the circumstances of life to hold me captive to keep me bound, to give me a spirit of stinking thinking, <laughs> to give me a spirit that I am held back from all that God has for me. Because see what God has for me, it's not even these material tangible things. It's not even the better and the bigger and all this. It's peace. It's joy. It's hope. And I'm, I, I'm never going to attain. I'm never going to have those things unless I'm walking fully and freely in a spirit of gratitude. If I'm only looking ahead to the bigger and the better, if, I, if my whole life is wishing my life away for when things get better or wishing my life back to when things were really good, then, then I'm never going to be walking in the peace that God has for me. And I will be living beneath my privilege. But I want you to know I am committed to a life of gratitude. There will always be unfulfilled dreams there will always be things that don't go my way in life. There will always be more that God has called me to. Now, if you if you think, well, I've accomplished everything in life that God set before me thus far, I would challenge you. You probably need to expand your vision a little bit because if you've got breath in your lungs, God's got more for you. And as long as he has more for you, we need to keep pressing. We need to keep attaining for that. We need to keep reaching for those things. But here's what I want you to know. If it's only about the race, then the race becomes a rat race. But it's got to be about joy in the journey. And you find your joy in a spirit of gratitude. I'm going to tell you right now, you find your joy in a spirit of gratitude. Why don't you say that with me right now? I choose to be grateful. Why don't you say that again? I choose to be grateful. Why? Why? Because when I purpose my heart to focus on his goodness. When I purpose in my heart to give thanks in all things, you know what that does? It focuses my gaze upon him instead of my own frailties, instead of my own insecurities, instead of somebody else's successes, instead of society's unrealistic expectations. When I focus my gaze upon him through gratitude, I'm able to give thanks that he has redeemed my past. <laughs> Maybe it all hasn't been good. Whose past has been good in, in totality? I don't know anybody who doesn't have regrets or things that they would change. But when I can walk in gratitude in spite of my shortcomings, in spite of my failures, in spite of what's been done to me, when I give thanks in all things, it helps me to overcome those hurtful moments. You know, there is therapy and thanks. There truly is therapy and thanks. Thanksgiving is God's prescription for joy. That old song declares, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God for saving me. You know, joy is always found in giving of thanks. Now, you might think, oh, that sounds, that sounds great. I, I, I thank you, God. You know, I, I give thanks to God. I say the blessing before my 
before I eat. We, we, we've already talked about that recently, right? <laughs> um, I give God thanks in the morning when I wake up. I say, thank you, Lord. And, and on a really good day, I even say it at night before I go to bed. I mean, what more are you wanting? What more could you, what more could you be asking um, of me? Well, well, since you asked, <laughs> um, where, where, where do your thoughts lie throughout the day? Are you focusing on the goodness of God? Are you focusing on what's not going your way? Are you focusing on the promises of God? Are you focusing on the hurts of your current situation or of your past? Are you still nursing wounds from 30 years ago? Are you saying to God every day, God, I know I have pain. I know I have struggle. I know I have situations that I need to work through, but I'm going to surrender them to you. And I'm going to be grateful for your work in my life. What are you doing in your daily thinking, in your daily meditation throughout the day? I'm talking about what do you allow to set up residence right here, right here? What do you allow to set your focus for the day? Um, so, so if you think what I'm saying sounds oh so easy, um, it, it, of course, in theory, it's, it's easy, um, but I'm telling you, there is no way you will live a life of gratitude if you, if you aren't intentional about it. It's just not. It's just not possible for that to happen. We must cultivate gratitude. We must be intentional. It is not in our nature, folks. <laughs> it is not in our nature. Even to always give thanks for the good things. So certainly, it is not in our nature um, to give thanks in the bad times and in the bad things. It is a choice for sure, but it is a choice we must make in order to break free from this trap. I wanna pray right now, just in this moment, God, there are people who have been bound for years and years by negative critical thinking. Lord, it is a weight, it is a stronghold, it is an albatross around their necks. And right now I speak deliverance I speak freedom. I speak an open mind and an open spirit, Lord. The blood of Jesus binds and expels every spirit of depression, of negativity, every stronghold. And the blood of Jesus releases the spirit of hope and peace and gratitude, thankfulness in the life of every person listening to this, God. We refuse to be ungrateful for what you have done for us and what you continue to do for us. Touch our minds right now. In Jesus' name. Why don't you clap and give him thanks for that? Why don't you clap and give him thanks for that? Oh, God, we thank you for transforming our minds, our souls, our spirits right now. You know, thought patterns, they don't just happen. We develop them. God is giving you the opportunity to break free tonight, and you're going to have to choose to walk in that every day. Every day. Every single day. We've got to become intentional about our source of validation. We can't let anything else keep us from God's purpose in our lives. I, I want to just read over us Philippians 4, 8. I'm going to read first from the NIV. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I love that version, but I want to also give you the paraphrase uh, version through the Message Bible, and I think I think you'll like it as well. It says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, 
authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. The human mind will always set itself on something. We must focus on the right things. We must focus on the right things because whatever we focus on, that's what our mind is wired to. Whatever we focus on, that those that's what our brain automatically goes to. It's like a permanent rut in our in our minds. And the only way to come to, to break free from that rut is to break it, <laughs> break those bonds, and to make new thought patterns in our lives. Um, I've shared this statistic before, but um, Dr. Walter Calvert, he reported in a survey on worry um, that only 8% of the things that people worried about were legitimate matters of concern. The other 92% that they worried about were either imaginary, which never happened, or things that they didn't have control over anyway. 92% of the things we worry about we don't have control over, or they're not even things that are gonna happen anyway. So here's what we need to do. We need to surrender that to the Lord. We need to give that over to him. You know, on Sunday, Brother Akil discussed the power of our spoken words. The power of life and death is in the tongue. And I want to give up saying things like, it's just not worth it. Nobody appreciates what I do. I'm afraid if I step out, what will I do if I fail again? I have nothing to offer. I'll never be good enough. I can't get beyond my past, what they did, who I used to be. You know, I, I want to give up those things. I want to give up that way of thinking. I want to give all that over. I don't want to be the insecure person with a critical spirit. Have you ever been around somebody who can't be happy for anybody else? Have you ever been that person? <laughs> Maybe there are in seasons in each one of us, for, for in each of our lives, we've struggled um, with being joyful uh, with someone else when, when they're actually experiencing the goodness of God because we are hurting and we don't give it over to the Lord. But we cannot accept that kind of thinking. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We are commanded to cast down every imagination, pull down the strongholds in our mind, so that when you think about the question, what's looping in your mind, you can think about positive things, not these thoughts, not, not these negative thoughts that you are entertaining that are only to destroy and to keep you bound up. Wrong thinking leads to wrong feeling, and before we know it, the heart and the mind are pulled apart and we're strangled by worry. And so, um, so we got to surrender that. We've got to live a submitted life and we've got to live a life of gratitude. And I've got one final tool in our survival guide that I'd like to close with. And this is one that we talk about a lot here at the sanctuary. Why? Because it's so important. And I believe that if we struggle with with number one and number two, this one right here, number three, is a key to unlocking both of those for us. And I will tell you right now, I'm calling each one of us to this tool 
this weapon in our arsenal, and it is praising our way through our problems. Praising our way through our problems. You see, when we praise, that cultivates a spirit of gratitude. That will help us live a submitted life. That will help us walk in the spirit and not in the flesh because it opens us up to receive God's spirit. Now, praising and not, and if you just do number three and you don't do number one and two, it's not going to get you anywhere, okay? Uh, number three is the gateway to number one and two. Number three brings us into the presence of God. We are told to make a joyful noise, um, to come before him with gladness, to serve, to worship him, to, to worship him with reckless abandon, to give him everything, to not worry about what other people think when we're worshiping. God inhabits the praises of his people. He is near when we praise him. He commands us to praise him. Why? Because he is worthy. And if we want a life of freedom in Christ, we must. Everybody say, I must. <laughs> we must. I must praise him regardless of my struggle, regardless of my circumstance, regardless of my situation. Praise is what brings my freedom because it takes the focus off of my inabilities. Remember? Remember we talked about those earthen vessels? It takes the focus off of my brokenness, the ways that I'm cracked and fractured and I, and I can't do everything that I feel like God calls me to do. But it causes my gaze to look straight up to him. My focus is placed on God's greatness, his power, and his mercy in my life. And you know what else? My praise is a weapon against the attacks of the enemy. My praise can bring deliverance. It can bring hope. It can bring peace. My praise pleases God, and my praise blesses others. And if you don't think your, your praise blesses others, try it. Try it. Live a life of praise, and then walk around and let somebody come to you and say, Hey, what's different about you? I noticed there's something. You know why? Because because it's, let me tell you what, praise is more contagious than the coronavirus. <laughs> praise will come right from your spirit. People will feel that. People will be drawn to you. People will want what you have. If you are a praiser, if you are someone who walks in a spirit of gratitude, if you're someone who lives a submitted life, people will be drawn to that. Oh, you'll still have attacks. You'll still have people who will come against you. You will have people... Um, honestly, who, who may feel convicted by the freedom in which you're walking. But, but, that, but none of that, none of that can derail you. Because when you are a child of God and you are living what he's called you to live, your light's going to shine because his light is going to shine through you. Are you grateful for that? I wonder if we can just praise him right now. I wonder if we could just praise him right now, right now. Now, my praise is the key to walking in freedom and taking full advantage of the freedom that God has for me. I need to live my life in such a way that focuses my attention completely on Him. And that's what praise does. And so we're, we're going to pray here. We're going to pray here now. And I just want you to, to just reflect in your heart. What is it that keeps you from praising the Lord with your, with your whole life? What is it that keeps you from walking in the spirit of gratitude? What rebellion or, or what um, unsettled spirit within you keeps, it, keeps you from living a submitted life to God, to godly principles, to his word, to godly leadership? What, what are these things that hold you back? You know, I want you to know that 
It can start right now with praise and with a surrendered life. If you're feeling sick, if you're feeling lonely, if you're broken today, if you are tired and weary, if you are stressed, if you are depressed, if the load is too heavy to bear. It doesn't matter what type of trouble you are facing or I am facing today. The question is, how will I respond to those feelings? The question is, am I going to take the survival guide and put it in action? Or am I going to just keep walking according to the flesh? Am I going to keep doing the same things over and over and over and wonder why I'm not getting any different results? Am I going to keep living a life of bondage? Or am I going to praise my way through to a grateful life, a submitted life, a life that honors God? Why? Because we must praise God no matter the circumstance. He is worthy. Praise is that spiritual catalyst. It's a chain reaction for everything that God has for us. And here's what I want us to do right now. I want us just to wherever you are right now. Don't worry. Don't worry. Here's a good test for you. Don't worry about who's around you right now. Close your eyes. And why don't you just raise your hands up to the Lord like a funnel, like you're just ready to receive everything he has for you. I'm going to pray a prayer over us right now. Let's, let's pray together. Dear God, we are your children. We are your children. We are bought by the blood of the lamb. And so we surrender ourselves to you. We humble ourselves. We repent of any sins we have committed that have kept us from you, God, that have, that have put separation and distance, placed distance between you and me. So, God, we come before you right now. Lord, we praise you for all that you have done, for your goodness, for your mercy. Lord, we commit to living a surrendered life. We commit to living a fully submitted life. And Lord, we commit to being grateful, to cultivating a spirit of gratitude, no matter what comes our way. No spirit of fear, no spirit of doubt, no spirit of unbelief will overwhelm us because we are your children and we will walk in that. Right now, I pray blessings over your children. Lord, I rebuke the curses that they have been speaking over themselves. Lord, I rebuke all these negative things that they have been saying over themselves that I have said over myself, God, and I speak peace and I speak life and I speak truth over their every struggle right now. We walk in your goodness and your fullness and your abundance and we will give you the praise and we will give you the glory. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Church, I love you. I love you so much. Please, I encourage you. I encourage you. Lift your eyes up. Lift your gaze up. Focus on his goodness. Live a life of gratitude. Live a submitted life and praise him no matter what comes your way. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you back here this coming Sunday. God bless you.